Should I interest you in a stamp? Yeah, give me a stamp. Oh. No, give me a purple one. Oh, I'm sorry we haven't any purple ones. I could uh, paint one for you. I don't want a painted one. person hasn't got any rights in this country anymore. The government even tells you what color stamps you gotta buy. Live from the Chester A. Arthur Studios, this is the award-winning stamp show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. This is episode number 353, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Cash. This is Mark. This is Jim. And, uh, well, why don't we do a shout-out today, because uh, Bob joined us at lunch today. And uh, the only reason I bring it up is because he was—he is a Navy vet who was in Tokyo Harbor the day that they signed the uh, the peace treaty for World, World, War, II. For World War II, the surrender. Wow! And it's like, wow! And yes, he was very old. <laughs> I have a cover from that event. And it's as old, it's got to be, he's older than that if he was there. Yeah, he was actually <laughs> there, so I'm impressed. No kidding. We have a new Twitter account, and it's Stamp Show here today, and it's under my name, at Cash Brafus. Uh, people who are signed up under the old Stamp Show HT, can you... Come over to the other stamp show here today <laughs> account because nobody posts on that one. And we post all the time on this one. There's a lot of things going on, notifications, pictures. Uh, lately, I've been posting a lot of pictures on how to use hydrogen peroxide and how to clean up some stamps and why you should clean them up. And, you know, what uh, what actually hydrogen peroxide does. Uh, so I was over on the other site. And there's like 1,400 followers there. And on the other site, the new one, you know, there's only like 300. So somewhere out there, 1,100 of you are not getting any information. So there is a new Stamp Show Here Today Twitter site. So today, let's talk about demand for stamps driven by events. And everybody knows what's going on in the Ukraine. And if you don't know, then, you know, <laughs> crawl out from under your rock or something. But uh, Jim Forty, who was at lunch today, basically said there is no Ukrainian stamps left in his inventory. They've all been purchased up. And it's not the old stuff. It's not the revolutionary period stuff. It's the stuff from uh, 1991 on. Yeah, because he doesn't have the... the the most recent stamps. Right. 
And so the new issues, quote, I'm using finger quotes, new issues of the Ukraine are in very, very high demand right now. And they're all getting all purchased up. Uh, and I thought that was an interesting um, thing to discuss because as people who have listened to, you know, the other podcasts that are just me, I talk a lot about inflation. And as inflation comes up, I think there's a really, really big opportunity. I don't know if that's the correct word, but that German inflationary stamps and covers are going to be coming into demand as inflation kicks in. Because people will say, oh, this is inflation. We are all history nuts because we collect stamps. And there is this German period of time where you have 20 billion. I have a cover downstairs. It costs 40 billion marks to mail this cover, registered mail, from Germany to Los Angeles, California. 40 billion marks. Billion with a B. Billion. I mean, that's serious inflation. Just mind boggling. What was the mark worth prior to the war? 25 cents on the dollar, 50 yeah, it, cents on yeah, the dollar? Yeah, it varied between one third and one quarter of a dollar. Right. So you can figure that out easy. It's still $10 billion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it costs you $10 billion in 1929 dollars, 1932 dollars to mail a letter. Hmm. And, uh, you know, that ignoring inflation and everything that's going on now, that's just an interesting mm-hmm. statistic. So uh, I was thinking, what other events are there that have impacted the, the demand? Like, Jim, you collect Pony Express. Right. You know, and... What events have happened when, when you have seen prices go up and down and sideways and things like that? Well, um, it, de- it depends on the f- historical era that we're talking about. But we live in a time where the postal history is probably not being saved the way it used to be because there's the electronic transmission of messages and stuff. So there just isn't as much private mail. And I would think that Postal history from war zones. I mean, that's always popular. Um, Civil War, Spanish-American War, World War One and Two, even the Korean War are, are really popular collecting uh, venues. And uh, letters from Vietnam are starting to be more sought after. So I think that uh, you know, in, in the modern Looking at the modern postal history, letters to and from the war zone, i.e. to and from Kiev and some of the other places in Ukraine, would be something that, from postal history standpoint, would appreciate in value over the years. It might not be an immediate thing, but um, it, it's one of those things that will not be plentiful in 50 years. And people who are interested in that kind of thing would have some real gems, especially if they're registered or um, 
have high value stamps on them. Yeah, I wonder what the inflation rate. I know what the inflation rate in uh, Russia is right now. Where's my phone? Oh well, I had uh, the inflation for the world, mm-hmm. and you know we're running at like eight and a half percent inflation, and supposedly I think it's higher, but in Russia I believe the inflation rate is twenty two percent. Yeah, I was just going to say the the second part of that would be Russia. You know, the two combatants. Yeah, um, but. And it pretty much holds the same thing. You know, letters to and from those areas during, well, look at the Bosnia War. That was, what, uh, 20, 25 years ago? And uh, letters to and from that war zone are pretty scarce. Yeah. Hard to fight them. Um, prisoner of war mail. So there are, there are some things that would be really interesting uh, to collect. As far as the stamps go, I think we're seeing in Ukraine um, an interest in the country, and if depending on how the war turns out, you know, you might be collecting a uh, what they call a dead country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if you're, if you're selling Ukraine shorts, yeah. Then, uh, <laughs> well, and and Russia could become a dead country in the sense that it could change their name or their configuration depending on how they consolidate power. So. All of these things are are kind of uh, speculative, but uh, the first part, the postal history, finding it will be hard, um, but it will be the kind of thing that would be valuable someday, I think. Yeah, you know, an interesting thing, I thought that uh, World War One in 2018 mm-hmm. and then the first part of 2019, you know, we had the postage stamps. They issued stamps to commemorate the war not much because i think that in the united states world war one didn't really amount to much even though we had a lot of casualties and we were over there and everything else um i didn't see a big surge in u.s world war one postal history values or collecting interest or anything in 2018 i don't think i think that that is an outlier there I think that that's not the norm. I think that's a weird thing that occurred that, you know, it, it, it was just interesting to me. And it might have been, you know, all the rest of the world put out, you know, 20 stamps, 30 stamps, you know, all these different colorful stamps uh, showing World War One, and we put out a stamp. Yeah. Well, the European countries obviously suffered more in that war. Oh, yeah. Um, if nothing else, the loss of a generation yeah. of young men. But, yeah, the I think that um, the commemoration of events historically aren't as interesting to collectors as the events themselves. So, um, for example, there... You know, when the Columbia um, issue be- came out for 100 years in 1991, and there was a lot of I- interest in the um, issues of today. Oh, that definitely boosted way up right. the demand yeah. when it was the 100th anniversary of and the Columbia Expo. Yeah. And it was a very big um, uh, boost in the uh, sell of 
Colombian stamps issued in 1892. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, one kind of leads to the other, and that's more related to stamp collecting than war events, but it's it's an idea of um, the event itself gets a boost, and the commemoration of the event gets in a boost. Well, it, yeah, it's sort of like uh, the Civil War. Yeah. Now, Civil War is always popular, but I have noticed at various times when the media has been, you know, changing. Well, right now we're going through a time period where they're going to change a whole bunch of army base names. Right. Because they're named after Confederate uh, generals and stuff. And personally, I understand that totally. It's like these people literally declared treason on the country. They literally fought against us. And we have military bases named after them. On the other side, yeah, I can... We do not have a Benedict Arnold yeah. air base. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know... Air, as in E-R-R-O-R. <laughs> Rommel was a great strategist in World War II. Right. Germany would not have been able to do what they did without the likes of Erwin Rommel and a couple of very small handful of great leaders. I guarantee you, and somebody tell me if I'm wrong, but there isn't going to be an Erwin Rommel air, uh, army base or, or you know tank base <laughs> Irwin in Rommel Germany. Elementary. Yeah, Erwin Rommel <laughs> Elementary. It, that's not going to be in Germany. No. You know? <laughs> it's not going to be there. So the question is, you know, how do things like get into the news? And the way that we've been treating the Confederate history I think has really increased the demand for Confederate postal history along with historical items, obviously just this mint stamps and stuff. I think it's me. There's so much media that drives the value of stamps. And well, well, let me ask you this, bringing it to, to 2022, we're seeing a, a domination of, uh, biological men uh, taking the podium for women's sports. <laughs> um, and at the same time, uh, at least I noticed that there is a um, uh, that there is a huge number of stamps being issued by the Postal Service, uh, ironically commemorating things like Title IX, um, women's rowing. You've got... Uh, um, you know, Eugenie Clark. I mean, it, it smacks of desperation that the Postal Service is putting out women-centric, uh, you know, issues at the same time that we're that we're experiencing this this phenomenon of men dominating uh, women's areas. And I'm wondering if that's going to, I don't know, if it would negatively affect or positively affect uh, these these current uh, stamps. Well. I think it's definitely affecting the current demand for current stamps. However, I also know that like when uh, the various female aviators had their stamps come out, like Cochran and Earhart, that it really boosted the desire to get all the other historical items for those people. And, uh, you know, there were several. I just happened to, you know, 
everybody knows uh, Earhart and a lot of people know Cochrane probably just because she's on a 50 cent stamp, right. which is being used today. It's a, you know, it's mm -hmm. a stamp that we're using, even though, you know, it's 20 years old. More. Anyway. Um, so it, when I saw the Title IX stamp come out, I thought, you know, this, there's a citizens advisory committee that comes out with stamp designs. And if you remember back when they came out with the Japanese Americans that participate, Japanese Americans who participated in World War II. The Gopher Broke? Yeah, the Gopher Broke. On Facebook, I always would post this one fellow who was an American, Japanese American who was drafted into the Japanese Navy because he was in Japan at the time. And he, his ship was sunk off Iwo Jima, and he watched the Iwo Jima landings from inside the water as the United States planes went over the top of them. Now, here's the question. Was that fellow the person who they were commemorating? Because it said... Japanese Americans who participated in World War II. He participated. Yeah. He participated on the Japanese side. And, you know, it's like there were a lot of Americans who were in Europe during the beginning of World War II. And they were German Americans and they joined the German army. And then there were also Americans who joined the British army. Mostly the Air Force. If we had Americans in World War II, would we show the Americans that fought on the side of the Nazis? No, obviously we wouldn't. Yet we put out this stamp that showed Japanese fighting and then didn't define it at all. And the artwork for the uniform was, had all the detail removed, so you couldn't tell who they were or what uniform they were wearing. It was a yeah. remarkable issue yeah, my that did not promote what it was supposed to promote. And my recollection was that that stamp was also redesigned. It was after it was after it was uh, announced. Yeah, they had a nice looking stamp that showed uh, you know U.S. Army insignia and stuff they took all the u.s army insignia stuff away so you could literally say this is for japanese americans who fought on the side of japan in world war ii did did they explain why they took all the uniform away in the from the original design i'm guessing that there was probably a man who was pregnant <laughs> who went in for an abortion <laughs> And the doctor said, sir, before we give you this abortion, can you change the uh, design on this stamp? Because I'm very offended by it. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think USPS did issue a press release on why they redesigned it. Um, but I don't recall uh, what it said. Well, I'm sure that it yeah. had a whole bunch of words. Right. And they were typed correctly in a very, very <laughs> impressive font. And, and they followed proper English grammar. And they passed through legal. And they passed it through legal, yeah. That's pretty much it. Hi, Scott. Are you joining us? 
Sure. Hi, hey. everybody. Hey, Scott Murphy, president just, of PSE. Just walked in to see what was going on. Yeah, caught, caught the middle of a discussion that I'm not so sure I understood which stamp you were talking about. Uh, the gopher broke. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's all about broken gophers. Ah. <laughs> which, my that was always my favorite, too, because gopher broke had so many usages over the past hundred years, including a TV game show, which I used to watch. It was like in the 1970s. And you're old. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember watching. They Go had for, TV then? Yeah. And it's like, why are they advertising this 1970s TV show? And then it's like, no, 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 no. It's the movie. And they misquoted. They, they shouldn't have said that. Because there was a movie about the Japanese Americans fighting in Germany. And it was called Go for Broke. The funny thing about it was, is that it was about the white people in the military. And, oh, by the way, there is this unit that they would show stock footage of every so often. It, if that was the movie, it's sort of like, you know, watching... Uh, Apollo 13 to uh, look at Houston real estate values. I mean, it, it really was just an offline in the beginning, you know, where they were talking about moving to Houston. But no, Apollo 13 was not about buying a house in Houston. <laughs> so you're here. What do you want to talk about? We're talking about the um, demand that is increased when news stories hit and we were talking about the ukraine invasion and boosting uh ukrainian stamps yeah we've actually had two different people send us that uh that uh now iconic ukrainian stamp with the guy flipping off the oh we got some of those in we've gotten two of them in so far (laughs) and uh you gotta know that they're going to be counterfeited so Without having a reference, I, I couldn't do anything about it. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> we've gotten two in so far. Yeah, who, who possibly would counterfeit that stamp? I cannot think of a single person <laughs> Not a anywhere sing- in the world. I can't think of a single person. I can think of millions of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, many, I, many of whom happen to be shorter than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, it's... Are, are we talking about the uh, Wuhan printing offices? Yeah, the, the Wuhan printing offices and laboratory for animal sciences. Hey, 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 hey. That's an indetermined uh, virus of unknown origin. I th- speaking, speaking of COVID, though, I was thinking when you were talking about that, that COVID also um, offers a philatelic angle there are covid stamps being issued by some countries there's also um mail that is going to be related kind of kind of like when they had the um uh, anthrax scare and you had certain mail that it was opened and inspected and labeled so there are some philatelic items that I'm will saving be all mine. Out. Yeah, I'm saving all mine. Yeah, you, you get a lot of anthrax mail here, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, that's a perfect example, though. You had, and it's funny because I'll, I'll compare two things. The toilet paper stamp from Austria 
Remember that one with right. the elephant on it? Mm -hmm. It was selling for $18 each against face value of $4. It was the highest demand. They sold out. It, it, it was impossible to get. You can't get them now either. Yeah, they're, they've dis, kind of they, disappeared. They, they've either fallen apart or people used them at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Compare that to the NFT stamps that are still readily available and people really are not caring I told at you all. when they came out they were going to be a flop. Yep. You didn't believe me. <laughs> oh, no, I believed you. I believed you. I I, there has never been a time in my life when I thought NFTs were ever going to forget about stamps, NFTs. Any NFT was going to hold long-term value. Nope. And for those who don't recall our podcast from what, a month ago, month and a half ago, NFTs are non-fungible tokens. Basically, it's a stamp picture on a computer. You kind of sort of own that stamp picture. You can't use it to mail mail. It's not a revenue stamp. It doesn't show that you paid any taxes. It is a picture of a stamp. And like I said, I made NFTs. And they're number, U.S. number 596s with uh, Benjamin Franklin with funny hats on. And I haven't sold any of those, them yet. You know, I, <laughs> Great investment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what other news stories... Over the recent past, have increased stamp value because I can think of quite a few. The post, but, but they were short term. Post office unveiled a stamp uh, that's going to honor Nancy Reagan. That's right. It was today, wasn't it? That was an unannounced addition to the program this year. Mm -hmm. So, uh, got to get the artwork over to Wuhan as quick as possible. I, I don't know if you know, Scott, but of, uh, I was kicked off Facebook for, and again, you know, I, Facebook can have whoever they want on, and I absolutely admit I did go over, I, I was a little well, harsher a than surprise. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> but they kicked me off for calling Chinese counterfeits Chinese counterfeits. I'll tell you what, the counterfeits are getting better. They're coming out tagged now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my, my Star Wars sheet. My fake Star Wars sheet has tagging on it. Oh, <clears throat> well, that's not good. You put it next to the real one, and you can clearly tell the difference. But, I mean, for somebody who doesn't know, and the, all they're doing is checking for tagging, well, that's not going to work anymore. Well, the thing, too, is if you have a Star Wars sheet, you probably don't have a second one. You want a Star Wars sheet. You don't want two of them, so you have a reference. And then, heaven forbid, you get two fake ones. Yeah. That would suck. Yep. I think the collectors are going to have to decide if they are going to collect new issues, they need to go to the post office when they're issued and buy a sheet. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they will have a reference collection for anything else in that issue that they want to buy. I, I, well, we do that here at PSU. Well, yes. I also just found out that sometimes uh, some of the uh, um, the love stamps, not the love stamps, the um, the ones they put out for weddings. Oh, the one, uh, the two-ounce bouquets. The, both the one-ounce and the two-ounce. Uh, they come with different pain positions on the back. 
So normally counterfeits are all the same pain position. Oh, they're varying oh. the pain now position. Now they're varying the pain positions too. Ah, uh, that's a smart move on their part too. I mean, crooks are smart. The U.S. government needs to step up, and I like what Britain did. I like that they have a little QR I, code next I to don't, it. I don't yeah. like that. I prefer going back to engraved. Oh, that would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but now engraved now they paint. just, they, there's techniques now where they just layer the ink so that it feels like engraving. Yeah, but it's really hard to duplicate. I mean, if you put a but it's cheaper than engraving. Well, yeah. I mean, if if you put if you engraved two stick figures, you know, arguing over whether they're men or women, um, that would be easy. But if you put like a really good engraving of George Washington, like you know, on the 1920s issues, you mean the 32 issue, the bicentennial issue. Any of them, you know, where you just have, you know, all the shading in the cheekbones and the uh, shading on the hair, you know, the way the hair is laid out and stuff like that. You know, that's difficult to lithograph and fake. If you have, you know, a very, very simplistic design like the uh, one, two and five dollar liberties that they came out with. Those were engraved. Mm hmm. But there's not enough detail on them to prevent... Well, I, I guess it has prevented faking because they weren't faked. They're coming out with new 2 and $5 designs as well. Yeah. Uh, They're geometric. Geometri- and, yeah. yeah. Organic geometrics or something. They call them something weird like that. Yeah. Oh, something very difficult to uh, photocopy and right. <laughs> run off the uh, press. Well, they could also do like what they did with the duck stamps and add elements that... Um, that are uh, three-dimensional. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, foils and and things like that aren't stopping them. Yeah, the foils aren't. I, I, have the, I have the Celebrate stamp and I have the New Year stamps uh, as counterfeits. And I, you look at them and, you, wow, these got foils on them and everything and the iridescent inks. and I mean, they're really good. They really are. Well, the Halloween. It's Blue just we're in the business of... You know, tagging them. Yeah. <laughs> Saying, hey, this is a fake. But, uh, you know, if I was just Joe Blow using them on mail, I wouldn't know the difference. They obviously go through the mail. Well, they clearly do, and they get kicked out of the facer cancelers if they don't have tagging. And then the postal clerk looks at them and says, yep, that's a good stamp, and off they go. Right. And uh, they, they got to train their clerks not if it's kicked out, it's kicked out for a reason, and then they got to stop passing them. Well, uh, yes, absolutely. Because, and that was the question we had when we were discussing. The problem is there's so many of them, it would completely disrupt the mail. Well, but that's the whole thing. That's what you want to do. You want to make sure that there's a news story about some 90 year old woman who is going through foreclosure because she used counterfeit stamps. And then everybody's going to say, oh, that's really terrible. You know, this 90-year-old woman, and, you know, she's going to do whatever she's going to do. Set up a GoFundMe page. Yeah. But everybody then who sees it is going to have in the back of their mind, you know, should I mail in my credit card bill with, this stamp that I bought from USStamp.shop, which, by the way, is USStamp, no space, dot shop. 
go on that website and look at what they're counterfeiting. Everything well, on that sheet. The interesting thing about that website is I guess they did shut down the website. They disabled all the payment services. So the website's still there, but they can't process a payment. Oh, really? You can give them all your information, but it doesn't go anywhere. That's a good, that's a good plus. And there's there's that's actually actually three or more four more sites. Oh yeah, that are extremely similar to that, and you just have to go find them. But uh, most of those uh, are only they're only up for a day or two days before they get uh, slammed with the same type of thing. The payment processing yeah. is shut down. Yeah, that that's so so good. So the uh, they are doing are, something about it. Um, but but you, but you can go to the sh site. And look at the extent. This isn't like they are faking the flag stamp. There are 25 issues there that you More can pick. That. Yeah, dozens. You know, when, dozens when, I, when I went when I was at Arapex and I was I was looking at buying sheets from different dealers, and you know I I could tell that because I had my my light with me and I could tell some of these were counterfeits, and I asked the dealer about them. And he says, well. I bought them all at the end of the year because I had cash on hand or whatever. Uh, he bought them for his business, and uh, and apparently some of them must have come from disreputable sources because he had a fair number of issues that were faked. Well, I mean, Bobby, even a couple that I didn't have. Yeah, Bobby Prager. Shout out to Bobby Prager. One of the largest stamp dealers in the United States, he had a person come in, and he had a sob story, and he sold him like three rolls of stamps. And uh, then he mailed us a check, and we said, "Hey, uh, you're using fake stamps." He goes, "Oops, I better stop that." And then after that, the guy came in and said, "You know, um, I actually have like a hundred of these rolls. Will you buy?" <laughs> And he said, uh, no, the last ones you sold me were fake. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, he passed on him, and the guy gave him a bad Yelp review. Now, <laughs> now, first of all, I don't think anybody in stamp collecting cares what a, <laughs> what a dealer gets in a Yelp review. But I thought that was interesting that the guy, out of, uh, you know, revenge, posted a Yelp review. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I will tell you one thing that uh, the counterfeit stamps are doing is they are destroying the value of discount postage. Discount postage is going way down in value because you can buy fakes at half face that are self stick that are forever so that you don't have to like, you know, we were talking about the and they go through the mail postal rate going up to 60 cents, you know putting three 20 cent stamps on no it, this is uh you put one forever flag stamp on it you're done and it's a self stick you don't have to lick it so uh discount postage is really getting hurt by i mean this forever sheets were selling in the 80 to 90 percent yep of face range uh for the non-premium sheets and now they're down to 50 to 60 percent and the denominated postage, which hasn't been counterfeited, is kind of holding between 30 and 50. 
Oh, so, I'm, I'm not even seeing it go to 50. I'm seeing it like at one-third. Yeah, well, 30%. Yeah, it's just... But, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing how those two have come together because uh, when you buy a lot, you look at the self-adhesive stuff and you go, well, I can't tell, you know, without looking at it under special light conditions whether this is genuine or not. You have to assume that it's not. Well, I I, I just, uh, it was about three months ago, I bought a, uh, shout out to Larry Brassler, I bought a White Ace collection that was all discount postage. I mean, it, it started in the 1920s, but everything was removed. It, it really was discount postage plate blocks. And I paid, because it was just a, everything i paid 65 percent of face you overpaid well today i did by a lot <clears throat> i mean like i said you know why i got 13 cent stamps which are really really super difficult to use and i paid 65 percent for them now you know like i said forever 58 60 cent whatever they are forever rate self sticks are half face yeah. Why would I pay 65% for anything ever again? Except that, you know, I know I'm buying fakes. But it is a uh, it is a dilemma. Well, and that's kind of an interesting uh, swing back to where we originally started, if you ask me, because this is a current event mm -hmm. that is going on. It's basically economic warfare. So it's got all these elements in it. And... Um, it's in our field. It's collecting. So the question is, are the, uh, you know, Scott Catalog Specialized used lists all these fakes. They're not going to have room to do that. No, they're just going to have to say, they're gonna, everyone since here has been done, you know. They're, they're, keep, they're having trouble keeping up. Yeah. I mean, they can't even get all the different fakes to document them and then catalog mm -hmm. them. And some of their some of their descriptions are, are extremely specific, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing uh, more and more and more sophisticated counterfeits based on the counterfeiters reading the catalog and and cluing in as to what elements mm -hmm. are giving them away. Yeah. I think they just like I said they need to go to the QR code just like Britain did. I would. I don't mind having a little wider of a stamp so that they can put a QR code on it. Then the QR code goes through. They go, oh, not a real member. Out of here. Or go like uh, with revenue stamps and uh, have each one have its own serial number. Yeah, but you have to be able to read it. Right. It's got to be able to be read by a... Yeah, they've, they've got to have a billion yeah. you know, numbers up to a billion or more. Mm -hmm. on, on, some, each, on some of these. On each issue. Each issue needs a billion. But the thing is, is, you know, the QR code, while there are ways around it, is probably not, it, it will put the counterfeiters out of business. No, it'll just make it much more difficult. <laughs> well, they have They'll to have still a, counterfeit older issues because people are going <clears> to <throat> use them. Right. Yeah, that's the problem is the post office has to say, oh, and you know all those uh, flag stamps that are all over the place? We, we can't accept those anymore either. 
Yeah, but, you know, you get topicals like we were talking about the Disney topicals or butterflies or something like that. And they'll be counterfeiting them not for postage use but for collectors. Well, I wonder if we'll be treating today's modern postage the way we treat uh, the flat plate per 12 <laughs> coils. Yeah. Where we just we just completely, you know, eliminate them from uh, from the figuring when we're looking at a collection. It could very well be. Yeah. Not there yet. But I am starting to see stuff um, from the 80s even, 70s and 80s. I'm starting to see every once in a while I'll get an order with stuff like that in it. And uh, I I think as people start to realize, you know, the 70s and 80s, that's still 50, 40, 50 years ago. And so, you know, that's when everything started to, to blow up and, and the stocks are much lower of those items that now than they used to be. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if people start looking to the more modern stuff because the, the old stuff's getting pricey and the new stuff's getting counterfeited. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see people start concentrating on just 20th century. Yeah, I can see that. Well, think, think about the Prexies as an example. Um, I got in Prexies early because it was something from my generation. And um, I started collecting them on cover. The Prexy generation. The Prexy generation, yeah. It was actually it was actually my parents' generation, but I saw the stamps. And the the point is is that um, there are some uses of the Prexies that are really, really valuable on solo uses paying correct rates. And I look at the plethora and the great Americans or the distinguished Americans and the different denominations. And I think, you know, that's the postal history of the future. You know, people that are children or young people today in 50 years, that's going to be their nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And try to find in today's market anywhere, try to find a properly used single use of some of those denominations. Very tough. Well, one of the things that I collect is uh, express mail stamps Mm -hmm. used correctly. And they are on gigantic, enormous envelopes. And I don't think a lot of those are being saved. I think that they soak the stamps off and stuff like that. So, you know, finding them properly used on an envelope is going to be tough. And I buy them whenever I see them. But even with me buying them whenever I see them, I probably only have about a dozen of them. Yeah. The, the big envelopes, the eight and a half by 11 plus. No, the, yeah, these are like 15 by yeah. 20 or something. These yeah, are the, ginormous. Yeah. The, the nice thing the about the priority price. mail is it comes in the smaller, smaller size. size. Yeah. yeah. And so those are much easier, easier to, to collect. But the, yeah, the express the, mail, the express mail large is. envelopes are, are difficult. Yep. Well, the the uh, U.S. Post Office put out priority mail envelopes with the preprinted mm-hmm. for Star Wars. They also put out one for Lance Armstrong. Now that one didn't Never have a stamp seen. on it. Finding the Lance Armstrongs or the Star Wars used, 
I honestly, I've seen a couple of the Lance Armstrongs and they go very, very well. I, you know, like $25, $30. And they'll never be listed in the catalog because it's not the stamp. It's just the priority envelope it comes on. But $25, $30, I have seen zero Star Wars used. You see a mint and they're pretty uncommon mint. Uh, you do not buy those as discount postage. It's $77 face. You're going to pay $77. Uh, very interesting, that, you know, stuff like that. As a matter of fact, you know, that's one of the things media-wise. Um, Star Wars is having a pickup now. You know, the droid sheets probably would not have sold the way they did had not the new Star Wars series come out. And, you know, the Star Wars series, personally, it sucks. But the Mandalorian was great. And for all the crap that uh, Obi-Wan is getting, in my opinion, Obi-Wan is really good. It's very interesting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you stay away from the stupid millennial Star Wars postquels, you know, the other stuff they're putting out is really good. Well, it drives it drives collector interest, and it probably brings new collectors into the collecting market. Yeah, because they're topicals that uh, appeal to them. It's like um, there was a big bump, you know, when the Wonder Woman stamps and the Marvel characters mm -hmm. were really big in in the movies. But then they screwed up and put out Wonder Woman eighty four and destroyed it. Destroyed it. Yeah. yeah. So. A, right now, we have an uptick in Star Wars, and I think that that's you know a thing that'll have high points and low points. But I could very easily see the next British prestige book absolutely having scenes from Obi Wan and uh, the Mandalorian in it. I mean, look at Baby Yoda. How popular Baby Yoda was. Do you think there'll be a uh Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial stamp? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that <laughs> somewhere, yeah. somehow. Hey, that that drove Ukraine Russia war off yeah. the front pages <laughs> everywhere yeah. in the United States. That's, that's I'm, true. I'm sure Tongo Lees and uh, <laughs> Grenada are already having those things uh, zooming off their presses. So and uh, by the way, the people who uh, haven't heard, uh, he won the case boggles my mind i thought there was no way he could pr you have to prove a negative and you have to prove a negative while admitting that there were a lot of times when you don't remember what you did well i think what Sank and he still won i think what sank her was that she lied oh i think she and she got caught in, in numerous lies actually mm -hmm. and so I mean, if you lie about one thing, you're going to lie about something else, and I, I think that's what sunk it for. Now, if there's not an Amber Heard stamp that includes a poop emoji, oh, <laughs> gotta have a, somebody's <laughs> missing the boat. Oh yeah, maybe an NFT <laughs> where you, you buy the Amber Heard souvenir sheet and then you uh, click on the bag to see what poop emoji. Yeah, you different colors and yeah, different hats. <laughs> Scratch and sniff. <laughs> <laughs> Can we edit some of this? <laughs> <laughs> well, anything else? Thank you very much for joining us, Scott. We've missed you for the last year. Yeah, well, I got an email from Marcel over the weekend. 
Oh. He's finally made it up to episode 300. Oh. <laughs> Shout out to you, Marcel. You'll hear this, what, in a year and a half? <laughs> I don't know, but I hope, we'll hope to see you this fall. Yes. Said he's making some vacation plans. So. Good, good. Don will uh, be very happy to hear that also. Have a good day. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this still clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Collecting happens when we dream together.